0: This is KMTT Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. Today's Thursday, and we are sponsoring a series of shiurim Harav Moshe Abaman on the positive mitzvot, the positive side of Shabbat. Harav Abaman. I would like to begin with a little introduction. The classes that we will be learning are meant to be classes in Hilchot Shabbat. Usually, Hilchot Shabbat relates primarily to the melachot. That is the meat, the essence of the majority of the Simanim and Shulchanoruch of Hilchot Shabbat. What I've chosen to do here is to relate specifically to the mitzvot asei of Shabbat, which are often negated, but yet have a great importance in understanding what Shabbat is all about. I believe that it is the mitzvot asay that give us the true meaning and its true significance of what Shabbat is all about. The Rambam, in the beginning of Pereklamin, the 30th chapter of Hilchot Shabbat states as follows: Arba'at dvareim ne'emru b'Shabbat, shnaim min haTorah ve'shnaim midivrei Sopherim v'hem meforashim al yedei hanaviim. Shabat Torah zachor al yedei שנאמר וקראתה לשבת עונג ולכדוש Hashem מחובד what the Rambam states here is that there are four foundations, four pillars of Shabbat two of which are from the Torah of biblical origin and two are from the scribes stating that these two have been given exposition by the prophets, have been elaborated by the Nevi'im and the four are from the Torah, zachor and Shamor. Those that are Midivrei Sofrim, those that are from the scribes, are kavod oneg, as is stated in the Pasuk Nishayahu, ve'karata Shabbat oneg, and you shall declare and call the Shabbat a time of oneg, of pleasure, u'likedosh Hashem mechubad, and the holy day of God as special, as set aside with kavod, with respect. At first glance, this Halakha would seem to be a perfect Halakha for an opening to Hilchot Shabbat. The Rambam speaks of four foundations, four central issues of Shabbat, and then goes on to elaborate those that are Minatora, those are are Divrei Sofrim, which and what they are. Yet... As has been stated before, these, this halacha, these lines are found in the beginning of the 30th chapter of Hilchot Shabbat. As a matter of fact, the last chapter of Hilchot Shabbat. They do not serve in the Rambam as a general opening to Hilchot Shabbat, but rather an opening to those halachot which are dealt with in Perek Lamed. The opening to Hilchot Shabbat that the Rambam gives speaks of two things that are not mentioned in the halacha which we just read and learned. The Rambam begins his Hilchot Shabbat stating, Shvita בשביעי ממלכה Bitel mitzvatase ve avar al lotase lo lotase kol melacha. Bambam states that one should refrain from doing work on, or to be more precise, to do melacha on Shabbat and that this Contains a mitzvah asse, a positive commandment of shvita, of refraining from doing positive actions, and a lotase, a refraining from doing these things, where when one does them, they are transgressing and or doing a prohibition that would not be uh, acceptable in Hilchot Shabbat, namely the Lamed Tet Melachot. The distinction between these two openings is clear that the Halacha in the first Perek refers to that which we said we would not be touching on, the realm of Melachot, teaching us that there as well, there is a mitzvah aseh in refraining from doing melacha, and there is a lotaseh as well. The halacha, which we focused on in the 30th chapter in Periklamid, speaks about mitzvot aseh in the sense of those things that we are meant to bring into the Shabbat, we are meant to actively do, and we will elaborate on that issue of actively functioning in these areas in a few moments. The halakha that is brought here in the beginning of Peraklamid poses several difficulties. Number one, what is the mention of zahor in this halacha? Zachor, in its general sense, which we will discuss in more detail in one of our next classes, pertains to the mitzvah of Kiddush. But Kiddush has been discussed already by the Rambam in Perak Haftet, the 29th chapter. Therefore, when the Rambam is bringing it in here, clearly he is not bringing it for the purpose of teaching us the requirement of Kiddush, but more in the sense of creating some kind of relationship between zahor to the other three components, the Shamor, the Kavod and Oneg. Furthermore, the Rambam distinguishes between two of these foundations that are Minha Torah and two of them which are considered Midivrei Sofrim of the scribes. What is the status of those two, the Kavodva Oneg, that are considered in the Rambam here midi very self free. In actuality, there is a great dispute amongst the post whether kavod va oneg are fundamentally mitzvot de oraita or are they considered mitzvot midi The Rashbah in one of his responses, raises or deals with a question of fasting on Shabbat. And in this discussion, he brings the opinion of Rabbi Yitzchak ibn Migat, that states that clearly the halacha, of Oneg Shabbat is a halacha min haTorah, torah and therefore one may not fast on Shabbat. A similar opinion can be found in the Yereim in Siman Tafyud Bet. The Yereim states mitzvat Oneg Shabbat Gemara Gmirala ad de Yishaya the Asmicha Akra the la Oneg. The mitzvah requirement of Oneg Shabbat, Gemara Gemirala, is learnt in the tradition that is orally handed down from Moshe Rabbeinu until we find some support. In the form of a Pasuk in the Niveem, the Pasuk which we've encountered already in the Rambam, Vikaratara Shabbat Oneg Ulikdosh Hashem Mechubad. The commentary Ta'afotra'im on the Yireim notes that the opinion of the Yireim differs from that of the Rambam. The Ta'afotraim understands the Rambam, our halacha and the Rambam, as stating that divrei sofrim, namely the Rabbanon. The issue of how to understand the term divrei sofrim in the Rambam is open to broad discussion in many different places, and here as well. The toafot understands it as a mitzvah der Yet the Chatham Sofer in his responsa and Moshe Feinstein in his Igrot Moshe both understand that the Rambam is actually saying something very similar to the Yereim. They are of the opinion that Divrei Sofrim does not mean the but that Divrei Sofrim means a d'oraita, which is not explicit in the Pasuk, but is rather a maybe Halacha that Moshe receives, possibly a Halacha LeMoshe Messinai, possibly just a tradition of oral law, and that the Navim come and express it, and that's how they understand the concept of Mepharashim, Al that the Navi comes and states that which was orally part of tradition. Rav Salveitchik, in his Shiurim uh, LeZeher Abba Mori, takes a somewhat different approach, which we will include in understanding the relationship that exists amongst these four uh, components here in the Rambam. The Rav was troubled by the phraseology V'hem efor al is the Rambam trying to tell us in the sense of meforashim al yedei Furthermore, there is an interesting issue of what is shamor all about. The term shamor is found in the aseret hadibrot. Of Sefer Dvarim, which parallels the Aseret Dibrot of Yitro. In Yitro, we find the term Zahor, while in Dvarim, we find the term Shamor. Zahor, as we said, is predominantly understood as Kiddush. There are other aspects which we will discuss in a further class what they include, but predominantly it is Kiddush. But what's Shamor all about? The Ramban on the Pasuk in Shmot in Zachor, at Yom HaShabbat Le-Kadcho, speaks of the relationship between Zachor and Shamor, and States Yesh Lomar Zahor Hainu Mitzvat Asse, the Shamor Hainu Mitzvat Lotasse. Kemosh Shanu Raboteinu Kol Makom Shine Mar shamer Pen ve'al, Al, Ela lo Ella Says the Ramban that Shamor is actually pertaining to the prohibitions, the Isurim of Shabbat, namely, primarily the Melachot, which are prohibited on Shabbat. The formalization of Shamor, says the Ramban, is part of a general principle in the Torah that wherever the root of shmirah appears, Shmirah means refrain from doing certain things. This interpretation of shamor would not fit the understanding of the Rambam. The Rambam, as we previously stated, speaks of the, even or even of the assay that pertains to melachot in the term of tishbot. So that there is a lota and there is a assay, but those are not expressed at least completely through shamor. There is a separate commandment of tishbot. If that's the case, then the Rambam understands shamor as including something more than just refraining from doing malachah. Salvechik says that the Rambam was be- attempting to deal with a famous statement of Chazal that relates to that relationship of Zachor and the Aseret Hadibrot of Shmot and Shamor, the Aseret Hadibrot of Dvarim, teaching us Zachor v Shamor bedibur echad nebru. Zachar and Shamor were said by Hakkadesh Hu simultaneously. Something that a human being cannot do. God pronounced both Zachar and Shamor simultaneously. Furthermore, the Gemara understands that by so doing, Hakadesh Hu actually equated Zachar. And Shamor, as is stated in the Gemara in Shavuot, that therefore we can relate it to the requirement of women to fulfill mitzvot asei on Shabbat. Again, a topic we will deal with as in a separate class. It says Salvechik that if Zachor and Shamor are equated, and clearly, Zachor is understood as a mitzvah asay that requires a kum asay, a mitzvah asay that requires a person to actively get up and do something, make kiddush, pronounce something. So too, Shamor cannot be only something passive. It may include some form of preservation of Shabbat in the passive form, but it cannot be absolutely passive. It requires something more active. Kum asey. Get up and do something. What is that? Kum asey. How does one Actively do something and create a Shamor, a preservation. The essence of Shamor, understands the Rambam, is to preserve the uniqueness of Shabbat, to make it distinct and different from other days of the week. But that said and done, how does one actively preserve? How does one do things that bring out that uniqueness, that distinction of Shabbat from other days? And here comes the Rambam and says that nitzparshu, The Nevi'im came and explained to us, taught us, how would we go about fulfilling this shamor in an active way? How? Kavod ve'oneg. From what we've said so far, we understand why the Rambam brings in the element of Zachor. The element of Zachor is brought in to shed light on Shamor, that what we are meant to relate to in Shamor, here at least, in this Halacha, is the positive aspect of Shamor, active Shmirah, some form of going and doing something that will state, will show that Shabbat is unique. Furthermore, the Rambam says that though the Torah left it as some broad, open option, do whatever it is that you see appropriate to make Shabbat unique, Chachamim came about Medivrei Sofrim, and the Rambam understands this as the Rabbanon, Sofrim, and defined, defined how does one preserve the uniqueness of Shabbat through Kavod V'oneg. And this perception of Chachamim is defined, is stated in the Pasuk in Yishayahu, Receives a certain level of divre kabbalah, the karata la shabbat oneg velikdosh hashem mechubad. Consequently, kavod ve relate to shamor. Kavod veOneg are specific commandments to go and do specific actions which we will discuss what they are, which is what the Rambam relates to in the rest of Perek Lamed. Kavod ve'oneg are actions that preserve and state the uniqueness of Shabbat. To understand this Idea. We can relate to another realm of halacha, where the Rambam understands that the halachic structure has a similar formalization. We're all familiar with the pasuk, "Ve'ahavta le'rayacha kamocha." The Torah commands, commands us to show love, caring for our fellow person, at least fellow Jew. In what way? What actions will bring out this Ahava the Torah leaves open? Chachamim, then later, speak of concepts as Bikur Cholim um, and other actions of Chesed, all things that might be included in these therefore according to the Rambam are actions that we are required and commanded to do but when we do it when we go to visit a, an ill person and we pray for him we are on the one hand Fulfilling a mitzvah, Rabbanan, of Bikur Cholim. But at the same time, we also are Mekayim, we fulfilling a mitzvah of Ve'ahavta lereacha kamocha, which is a mitzvah midoraita. Similarly here, in reference to Hilchot Shabbat. midoraita we are commanded Shamor, preserve the uniqueness of Shabbat. How? Is left open. Come, Chachamim and require us to take actions of Kavod Onig. When we put on Shabbat clothing, when we eat a Shabbat meal, we are fulfilling a Chiyuv, a requirement midirabanan of Kavod and onig. But at the same time, simultaneously, we are also fulfilling, we are mekaying the mitzvah of shamor. To eat a proper Shabbat meal, a special Shabbat meal, is not a chiyuv min torah But when we do eat it, and therefore create an oneg Shabbat, then we are Mekayim, there is a kiyum of shamor, of making this Shabbat, this day, a special, distinct day, a kiyum of shamor at Yom HaShabbat lekodsho. Similarly, when we wear clothing that are specifically meant for Shabbat, The Torah doesn't tell us anywhere that we have to wear Shabbat clothing. This is something that we are told by Chachamim. But when we do that, we are actively stating that this day differs from all other days and consequently we are being Mekayim, we are fulfilling the Mitzvah of Shamor. Therefore, the Rambam tells us there are four foundations of Shabbat. Zachor, as it pertains to Kiddush, Shamor, both in the general idea of preserving Hishamer, which includes the Lav, but also actively doing actions that will preserve the uniqueness of Shabbat. These have been elaborated by the Chachamim, by the Neveim, the Karatala Shabbat Oneg, the Likdos Hashem mechubal.